0: What's up guys welcome back to another episode of the Sports Inventory with your host Ben Kuchipudi and Tyler
1: aka Betty Rodriguez Graham. Ben, how are we doing on this Tuesday afternoon, November 1st, the year of our Lord 2022? I'm doing well,
0: you know, um, today's a good day. We have a game three of the World Series after, um, after game three was postponed to today, so it's gonna be nice to see some, uh, baseball and some nice competition for the houston astros you know the phillies gave them their first loss of the postseason last game and we know the world probably wants philadelphia to win right now so i'm i'm ready for this game and i'm ready for this series looks like it's gonna be a good one
1: absolutely ben i just think that the houston astros i don't want to say they had a cakewalk going to the world series but it definitely had an easy path um it was weird because their team's pitching is so strong that their batting didn't have to be that good. We all know the historic Jose Altuve run going 0-22 in this postseason entering, looking very, very humanoid and Justin Verlander coming back, shaking some rust off and dicing up the Yankees and so on and so forth. And just absolutely clapping around the Seattle Mariners, but it's just weird. Game one was probably the most interesting game I've seen in the world series in a minute. Um, Obviously Philadelphia being down basically five runs and just, somehow mustering something up in the dugout and just coming back and just doing what they did. It's it, its really remarkable. And they made Justin Verlander, who at this point is closer to my dad in age than anything else. Um, make him look very human. As we know, he sliced and diced the Yankees and the Mariners, but it's interesting how Philadelphia could capitalize on it. Philadelphia's pitching. Isn't that strong? I think their best pitcher is Nola, but their batting. It's what's coming crazy. And Bryce Harper's historic, batting average and numbers and the fact that that entire lineup can hit from one to nine and i just think that houston hasn't come across a high velocity high octane team like the phillies
0: you know philly this is like game one it was a perfect perfect description of game one by the way like this is the philly team we've seen out the entire the entire postseason this is the underdog team that underdog story that we love to see you know they upset um the Cards in the first round, two nothing. Mm-hmm. It seemed like that series wasn't even close. And then they upset the Braves, the defending champs, in the round after. And then they made easy work of the the rising Padres. And now they're tied one one going into Philadelphia. There's a real shot that the the Astros could be knocked off, and by probably the team that no one like, probably the team that had maybe the lowest per percha- the lowest percent chance of winning the world series before the postseason starts i don't think anyone would have ever thought philadelphia could uh make a run like this
1: yeah absolutely it's just it's very interesting how um generally in postseason baseball if you're down two runs it feels like an eternity just to get one run and just get the game tied but with philadelphia they can just instantaneously accumulate runs accumulate batting accumulate hitting like out of thin air. It's just, I, there's something in the water in Philadelphia and oh boy, do I want some? Because apparently that same water is going to the Eagles as well. So there's nice. something going on where they can just initiate this sudden burst of offense. And it was funny because in the beginning of the season, no one expected this team to do what they did. They had Girardi as manager. They sadly fired him. Ex-Yankee, of course we all love and know him and the team was not looking good. And now they're in the world series you know going toe for toe round for round bout for bout with the with the Astros who's a dynasty at this point but I think there's a few key takeaways for Houston that is um now that we're going deep into a series I think at this point if you're Houston you have to attack that the Phillies bullpen it's not as strong as Houston Houston has a deep and incredibly deep bullpen but Phillies is the exact opposite you know it's an unstoppable force meets an immovable object and I think if the Astros can string some hits together, you know, we're looking at Pena, we're looking maybe at Jose or even, uh, Bregman, if they can string some hits together, then maybe the Phillies can get a little flustered and reach deep into their bullpen to those higher ERA guys. And then Houston can basically run away with this series. But as long as the Phillies keep hitting, they got a shot at getting a ring.
0: Yeah, I completely agree. And, um, yeah, this is, uh, once, once again for Philly, um, the world, America's rooting for Philadelphia because um, and I, it was funny. I don't know. I forgot if this is a meme or not, or just something real. I saw a chart of who America wants to win uh, the World Series. Everyone but the state of Texas wants to see Philadelphia win. So hopefully, uh, as much as I'm not, I'm not a Philly sports person by any means. I'm not a fan of them at all. But it would be really nice to see this team after the after the start they had to the season and how they put everything together as a six seed to come and possibly knock off the best team in baseball.
1: Yeah um this this team is if you look at the definition of hot in a in a sport um it's definitely the Philadelphia Phillies. It's just they just they just bat super well and any pitcher on the Houston Astros roster, I know you guys are very seasoned vets and you know how to pitch the zone but these guys they can send anything into the moon. And I think If you're the Phillies, you just got to trust on Ranger Suarez to do what he has to do in game three, but also you have to trust in your hitting to maintain that level of heat. Now, I'm not saying it's going to cool off by any means because we've all known they just basically did what they had to do throughout the playoffs, never falling really super behind in any of the series. They always came came back, but they have to maintain that because the postseason is a long and grueling thing. You just came off of, I don't know how many games they play in the MLB nowadays. I always feel like they're adding uh, games, but... This is this is the end of the show, the longest season in all sports. It's all or nothing here. And I, I don't see the Phillies really slowing down, but I do f- think that Dusty Baker and that Astros squad is gonna find a couple of things to do to navigate them. Because at the end of the day, the Astros have been there and they have done that. And the last time the Phillies were here, their entire roster was way different. You know, there isn't certain pieces that's like, hey, I remember when I won the ring back and whatever. This is a very different roster very hungry guys. And you and I would love to see Bryce Harper hold up a World Series MVP and a World Series ring because he deserves it. He has one of the most complete resumes in all of baseball, and the one thing that people ridicule him for, him and Mike Trout, that is, is a ring. And if Bryce Harper takes one home for the Phillies, it'll be a great day for baseball.
0: Yeah, and Bryce Harper's been nothing short sure of spectacular for, for Philadelphia. So it would just be the, the icing on the cake if um, he can get that um, World Series trophy.
1: It it would be absolutely a a beautiful sight to see, but uh, to both teams, obviously, good luck. Obviously, we're, as Yankees fans, we're rooting for the Phillies because screw Houston. Uh, basically, oh, I'm going to okay. say that co- as kosher as possible, Ben. Yeah. There is a uh, one thing I want to bring up. Is there any teams in this postseason, Ben, that you saw that caught your eye, whether that was for the good or the bad?
0: Um, I'm going to move over to the I'm going to go to the the NL side, and I just want to say the the Mets have disappointed. Mm-hmm. Even as a even as a, a Yankees fan, I I can't help but feel bad for them, but also laugh at them. You know, we've mentioned this in previous episodes, but the yeah the Mets have had their season their season. They finally put it all together. You know, they got their free agent acquisitions. They were able to stay healthy, but when it came to the postseason, and I guess towards the end of the regular season, you know, they had the their, they had the infamous collapse because they're up ten and a half games on um the Braves and they ended up uh, floundering that lead and they had to end up playing in the wild card. Yep. And um obviously the playing in the wild card we saw what happened. San Diego won two to one. So the Mets have the Mets have disappointed and now they're we have to see what happens with them with all these guys getting older and the cap space is um dwindling because they paid so many guys. But then I also want to give a, a shout out to the Padres because You know, you're doing this without um, Fernando Tatis, and you made it all the way to um, the NLCS, and you upset the Dodgers, who had the best regular season record in the league, and I think the fourth highest win total in history. Mm -hmm. So, And guys like uh, Machado and um, Wancho are able to will that team to get to that point. And I'm excited to see how they are next year, even without um, Fernando for the first 40 games. Because when he comes back, that team is going to be dangerous because... They're good and they're young and they're they should be good for a while. So, shout out to the Padres because they they really impressed me.
1: Absolutely, Ben. I fully agree. It's, obviously, we we know the two hundred ninety one million dollar payroll that the Mets had, but it, I think the true thing from that side, besides obviously the Phillies making it all the way, is the Padres. It's just it's insane that the young talent that squad has and the fact that they went through two franchises that not only are very high paid franchises but they're also very good. We can't deny the Mets' talent. Obviously, they couldn't figure it out. But that team is immensely talented, as we know. Obviously, we know the Dodgers having a crazy win total and having one of the most stacked rosters in recent history. But what's new for the Dodgers? They love to sell to teams in the playoffs. And, you know, we can talk about their La Mickey ring, you know. (laughs) But Mm -hmm. the Padres is a really – it's tried and tested. And this is the team that if they can just keep some of their people together, um, such as Juan Soto and Manny Machado and things going forward, this team is going to be insanely, insanely dangerous. And the thing is, this team is growing really well. Trent uh, Grisham winning Golden Glove for center field. It's like this team is so well balanced and so good. And it's it's going to be a scary sight to see. And I I, I think I see them coming out of the playoffs into the World Series next year as if they can keep things high.
0: Yeah, as long as hopefully there's no chemistry issues when uh, Tajik comes back and trying to um, um mesh with on um, the rest of the roster, but. If all goes well, I wouldn't be surprised to see this team representing the NL, of course, in the World Series next year. Um, moving on to the AL side, obviously, you know my answer for who's going to be the most disappointing. We both know it.
1: Yeah,
0: Yankees disappointed. I knew they looked bad in the Cleveland series, and the minute the one, the minute they won that series against the Guardians, I knew they were asking yeah again, mollywop by the Astros. And what happened? Exactly that i'm with no one showed up for them they're big three of uh judge john carlo and anthony rizzo non-factors and credit to the houston pitching for that because they because they made those guys um non-factors and shout out to um bader by the way he played a hell of a series I, i have nothing but good things to say about him but for the rest of the yankees they um they had to show up in um the biggest stage after uh Aaron Judge had his um, historic campaign, and it's safe to say none, no one showed up at all as they got swept by the Astros. I expected them to lose, but this was an embarrassment of a series.
1: Absolutely, Ben. I, I don't know how you take it back to the Bronx and not win a game. You know that is one of the most live arenas in all of sports. Yankees fans bleed pinstripes in white, and it was an absolute embarrassment to see. Um, I'm actually surprised we even got out of the Cleveland series. That team really wanted it in a lot of degrees and they really kind of dug deep with some daggers in Cleveland and it just showed that we weren't built for this we 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 weren't built for this Boone built a squad that was not built for the show and it's it was apparent um congratulations to Judge for capturing 62 home runs um and possibly the MVP but it's just he he wasn't con- he was he seemed content it's just it, it, there was no drive in this playoffs no one was yelling at each other no one was getting each other's ass Excuse my French, of course. It's just, it was an embarrassing thing to see. And I don't know if I made this comment to you, Ben, or another peer of mine, but I said that there was going to be one guy that we expect to do great in the series who absolutely collapses. And we're going to, there's going to be one guy in the series that who does good and we didn't expect it. it. And my narrative held true. Aaron Judge completely poo pooed the bed. And Harrison Bader came out strong, golden glove candidate, absolutely swinging towards the fences. That's a guy moving forward that we would like to keep. He brings a certain aura and energy. To, to the Yankees. And it's sad that Aaron Judds didn't show up, but at some point we got to stop giving excuses for the guy. Oh, the rosters this, the roster's that. The guy's batting average was terrible. And he was biting on curveballs and these very, very crappy pitching. And the thing is, watching that series, obviously there was a lot of missed calls and very questionable strikes. But at the end of the day, you have a lot of pitches in account and you got to swing at some stuff. And I saw a lot of strikeouts looking. And that bothers me as a baseball fan. That bothers me that you have this dangerous hitting lineup and you just don't we don't swing. We don't do anything. And obviously you made a beautiful point, Ben, credit to Houston pitching for capitalizing on all of the little quirks that our batting has because our batting is far from perfect. We have various circumstantial batting. We love fastballs down the middle. I mean, who doesn't? But the minute we start having variety in our pitches, we, we fumble. And Houston had some deep pitch. They had some cutters and some off-speed curveballs, and they just painted the zone against us and made us look foolish half the time. We were check swinging and over jumping the plate, and it was an absolute embarrassment. Absolute embarrassment, and it's sad because I think this is gonna be a very interesting offseason for the Yankees because I can see them just blow things up, I can see them do some crazy, crazy things And obviously the biggest name in sports as of baseball is Aaron Judge. And Ben, I have to ask you, is he gone or is he staying?
0: Honestly, at this point, I think he's as good as gone. This team, uh this team did not show out in the playoffs, and I think the way the team play in the playoffs. We said this in the beginning before the playoffs even start. We said the way the Yankees play in the playoffs will determine whether Judge is in the pinstripes for years to come. And even though they made it to the ALCS, they played like crap the whole series. And I think, I think Judge is gone. You know, he un- he did all the standard uh, um, big athlete stuff. Um, followed the Yankees on all the social, unfollowed the Yankees on all the socials, and and there's gonna be a number of teams that are looking for his services. So. I think as Yankees fans, we should prepare to not see Judge in the pinstripes next season. As much as it hurts to say it, and it's gonna hurt even more when we receive that uh Twitter that a uh, Twitter report that uh Aaron Judge signs a, a blank blank deal with um, whatever team. But I think it's just um I think it's just the reality of the situation. The Yankees were built to win now, and now that uh now that Judge is a free agent, I think uh. I think it's going to be a new era in Yankee baseball, which is really sad to say because this team really did look special in the first half, but then the second half of the season And then um the postseason, I think this is just a nail in the coffin of what's like in store for the next few years.
1: Absolutely. It's just, it's very interesting how the narrative went out. He had an awesome regular season, but he's giving me Dame vibes. You know, he does all this crazy stuff and then, or no, sorry, James Harden. And he gives me these crazy stuff in the regular season and just kind of disappears in the playoffs. And it's like, it'd be one narrative if he balled out and he still lost, you know, hitting home runs every at bad and some ridiculous stat like that. But he was no good as any other guy on the team. He was no good in the Aaron Hicks, no better than anybody else. And it was just sad to see that he has to walk away on these terms. And Aaron judge, first and foremost, I want to thank you for every Yankee memory you possibly gave me 62 home runs, big home runs here and there, your general aura, six, seven, running around the bag, smiling, having a good time. Um, And I hope to whatever endeavors that you do pursue, whether it is around New York or you travel back home to California, I wish you good luck and I wish you good fortune. Um, And for the rest of the Yankees um, in general, we got to do something. Um, There's a a beautiful stat I saw the other day where the Houston Astros front office, their their oldest hire was 2010. Our oldest hire is 1996, Brian Cashman. I think it's time for some new blood in the front office. I think it's time that's for- why I'm I'm so
0: shocked that they kept Cashman and Boone around. Like we, you said it perfectly. You need new blood. You can't you can't expect to win with the same guys running the show. It goes the same for for the teams like the Dallas Cowboys. Notice mm-hmm. how ever since the 90s, the Cowboys have won. I think three playoff games since the turn of the century. Yeah. So and that's all under Jerry's ownership. So if things aren't if things are staying stagnant or getting worse, a the common sense thing is to hire new guys to try to infuse some uh, new talent and new blood into a team. But the Yankees didn't do that, and I think that's going to hurt them.
1: Absolutely, and it's and it's one thing in sports when if you've been the head coach or a GM since, 90, since the 90s and you're constantly making the playoffs and you're constantly making the show and you have World Series to show for it, that's one thing. But when you're not adapting to the times, that is a, a call for you to be removed. You know, we have we have like generational genius minds like Greg Popovich who can adapt his game to any era. He came in in the '90s, won a world championship early uh, late '90s, early 2000s, and then won one much later in the 20 you know 2010s and stuff like that. And you sit there and you wonder to yourself like that's a guy that can adapt to the times. But Cashman and the rest of that front office they're thinking it's 1999 and Derek Jeter's on the roster with hair. You know, this is a different time for the Yankees, and and it is time for new blood and new ideas and new mindsets. And that's the common occurrence amongst all teams. A lot of these championship-winning teams or teams that make deep runs are guys that are constantly evolving their teams or have a guy that's constantly evolving his own mind to the game. And the Yankees haven't done that. And I think when, as soon as Boone came with his roster, I was so, so critical of it because it, was, it, was, it just wasn't the right hire. And it's proving it to me now, you know? And it, it, I'm sure he's angry when he gets home and stuff like that. But in these press conferences, he just he's just so blah, you know. They're, this team lacks leadership. I think that's what it is. It lacks some sort of, you know, guy leading the helm in golden armor with with an army behind him. It's just it's weird. Like it's just we are a beautiful Dyson chicken without a head. And it's an embarrassment because we're the most decorated athletic club in the world. And we are being we're somewhat of a laughing stock coming out of not only our division, but the league. Cleveland took us to basically game seven, which it's funny because all the other teams around the postseason, the, whoever got out the wild card, they gave them at, at maximum one win. At maximum. Every, every other team facing their wild card opponent dusted them. Houston swept Seattle. Phillies did what they had to do against the Braves. And the Padres, that's a different story because the Dodgers just poo-poo. But – just came out. These guys came out swinging, and the Yankees. We were in a position, no matter what, to beat Cleveland or Tampa Bay. They, they, they Cleveland, gave us a run for our money. Cleveland. Oh my goodness, man. This is it's an embarrassment. It's really an embarrassment. I think they got to blow it up.
0: Yeah, it's this. This whole postseason run was so embarrassing, and we've said this numerous amount of times. This team lacks a leader. Like, I love Aaron Judge, but he didn't. He doesn't have that vocal. He doesn't have the vocal um, ability of like other leaders in, in sports and, and like a long, a while ago we talked about what it takes to be a leader. You got to have a voice. You got to be fiery. You got to give you guys a kick in the ass to hype them up. Judge isn't judge. Isn't that I'm, I'm be honest. He's so talented, but you can be talented and not be a leader. And that's what Judge is. And, that's what hurt the Yankees. They're way, they were way too nonchalant about the whole thing. I felt like they came into the postseason thinking, oh, we're gonna make an easy run to at least the ALCS and then we're gonna go to the World Series. Look, you and they almost lost to Cleveland. If they if they ended up losing to Cleveland in this, if they ended up losing to Cleveland, that would have been probably one of the most disappointing runs that I've seen in a team. Because this Yankees team was so good in the first half of the season. And then they be, and then they became all high mighty during the second half of the season. Tumbled a little bit, and then they um, they crapped the bed in the playoffs. So yeah, there's really nothing else you can say other than then this is disappointment. Honestly, the Yankees deserve to be laughed at for how poor their efforts been. And I know a lot of a lot of fans of baseball in America, they want to see the Yankees lose, especially on the East Coast. We lo- we know, you know damn well all these Red Sox fans are gonna love to see uh the Yankees downfall, Tampa Bay fans would love to see it. Um, Toronto fans would love to say it, to see it. And honestly, I'm, I'm not, I'm not even getting mad that. The Yankees are going to be laughed at because frankly, they deserve for how poor they've played the second half of the season. It's so it's embarrassing.
1: Yeah. And the thing is, I obviously, you know, you are, they're all professionals getting paid millions and millions of dollars to fulfill their childhood dreams of being in this league. But I do have to give one kind of devil's advocate comment here that the Yankees franchise is the most difficult franchise to play for in all of sports. And that's coming from a Dallas Cowboys fan. It's coming from an active Warriors fan. It's coming from a general sports fanatic as myself. Being in pinstripes is a different level of being an athlete. You are the most ridiculed player on earth. You are the most hated player yet. You are the most loved player. I'll never forget when Gary Sanchez was on this team, God, you know, God bless Gary chances and whatever he does for the Minnesota twins in his future. There was one weekend where they played on a Monday night and he had a grand slam walk-off home run that morning. um, After the game, they made, they called him the best catcher in baseball. You know, he's the best slugger. He's a great catcher. Two days later, he played again. He went over five at the plate swinging and looking at every strike he saw. And the morning after that game, oh, trade him. He's the worst whatever. And I feel like that type of behavior amongst the fan base is inappropriate. I think it's a little pompous. And I think it's very hard for as a player to believe in an organization that basically has bipolar fans. And I think it's the years and decades and almost a century at this point of pamperment on the Yankees behalf. The Yankees have been, as I said before, the most decorated franchise on earth the fans expect nothing less they expect a world series every year they expect championships they expect an mvp player every year and the yankees fans and i'm saying this as a dallas fan as well we're pampered we're pampered with this idea that we're the best always and we're very you know we're very um crazy insane we're we're quite the lunatics and i credit also that as well what we have these immensely high expectations uh, ridiculous ones in fact for this Yankees franchise, because we're not the day. This isn't the days of Babe Ruth and Joe DiMaggio. This isn't the days of Derek Jeter and A-Rod. These aren't these days anymore. This is a different look Yankees. This is a very human-like, they can bleed, we can kill it Yankees. We don't, we aren't that anymore. And I hope we get to that fashion again one day. Yeah. And it's just, yeah, you said it perfectly. The Yankees
0: most decorated franchise, all sports. I get it's hard to play in New York and, You're gonna receive criticism that goes for any New York franchise. We see it, um, saw just recently with my New York Jets. They're saying saying Zach Wilson's not the should be um, bench, and they should trade for a quarterback or they should draft a CJ Stroud or Bryce Young next year. Now, I'm not saying Wilson's out. Wilson is no Aaron Judge or anyone like that, and he's not perfect. And the jury's out on him. But the fan, the New York fans are very harsh, and. The thing is, to play in New York, you have to have um, you have to have a heart of steel. You need to not be soft. You need to be able to take the criticism, otherwise you have to, otherwise you to skip town. But I do agree that the Yankees fans have been pampered for so long because they expect perfection, they expect winning, they expect stars, and ever since um the t- early two thousands, they haven't really got as much success as um they're used to seeing. So I get why they're frustrated, and it's warranted. Absolutely. That- that's also on the te- that's also not much on the players, but it's also on the ownership for not um build, building the right roster and getting the right players. So honestly, that's that's why they should have fi- that's why should have new management in the first place because it's not only frustrating for the players, but it's also frustrate- really frustrating to the fans. And I know there- it's not just us that want to see change in the front office.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. I think, honestly, some of the players want some change, too. And it's 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 interesting because the Yankees are in a weird state of we have guys that can prove it. You know, we have we, we have made some acquisitions and call ups that work. You know, Jose Trevino now locking up Golden Glove for the catcher, having this, you know, filling this long uh, catching legacy in New York. We've always had strong catchers in New York. Now we have like this lifetime guy, apparently. We also have guys with big question marks on them, like Giancarlo. Is he regressing? You know, what's going on? We have the Chapman, you know, staying in Miami instead of following his team into the postseason. We have the new emergence of new Knights in Shining Armors, Harrison Bader and Rizzo keeping up consistent play. And it's just weird that this team can look drastically different at the end, all, end of this offseason or identical. And either way, it's just going to be weird. And I just think the first move that should be made is the removal of just about everybody in that front office. This isn't the 2008 anymore. Since 2009, we're different, and we have to adapt to the difference. You have teams like Cleveland whose payroll is cheaper than Garrett Cole's contract alone, and they took us to five games. Five games, Ben. It's an embarrassment, and we have to fix it fast, or these pampered fans are no longer going to be very, very happy campers.
0: They already aren't happy campers, and with what you said about the roster being completely identical or completely different, it all depends on what happens with Aaron Judge. Because if Aaron Judge stays, they're gonna other players are gonna be like, "Oh, um, Judge is still here. He still believes in the Yankees. He still believes they can make a run at the World Series. Let's try to get the band back together. Let's try to run it back. And let's see if we can take another crack at the title." Or Judge could skip town, which I think will happen, and t- players are gonna leave, and the Yankees are gonna be left with a more depleted roster and then it'll just be a a rough year for the team and an even rougher year for the fans who expect success.
1: Mm -hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. But I do know one thing, that Aaron Judge will continue to be Aaron Judge, whether it's in pinstripes or it's in the sunny, sunny sides of San Francisco, which I think would be a favorite without the Yankees. I know he's going to continue doing what he does, and I think as as long as the Yankees front office remains the same, we're going to continue with the same struggles we've always been struggling with. And that's the unfortunate reality of the situation to be a Yankees fan. Same stuff. Same stuff. As uh, my father used to say, excuse my friends, same shit, different day.
0: As as it is, it really is the same <laughs> thing
1: every single day. All right,
0: everyone. That's going to do it for the sports inventory. Once again, I'm Ben Kuchipudi.
1: I'm Tyler Graham, baby. Stay tuned for the next and one. We'll catch you later. Peace out.